in Colossians chapter 4 still. Colossians chapter 4. <clears throat> Paul uh, naming some that have been a blessing to him. He, we mentioned uh, uh, Tychicus, who's a faithful minister, and uh, how friends could depend upon one another. Uh, he was faithful in the task that Paul had given him. Uh, we considered Onesimus and uh, uh, considered that uh, God can use anyone who will trust in him. And uh, Nesimus was uh, born again uh, when he uh, believed in Jesus Christ, when the Apostle Paul witnessed to him in prison there, and God used, used, used him. And uh, Aristarchus, we learned that uh, he was a friend who endured uh, with the Apostle Paul, and he'd been through uh, persecution, peril, even prison uh, with the Apostle Paul, and he was a faithful, uh, uh, enduring uh, friend. <clears throat> and uh, we saw Epaphras too, and uh, we are going to look at Luke tonight, verse uh, 14. Uh, uh, the Apostle Paul writes, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas, uh, greet you. Heavenly Father, thank you for your blessings and goodness. I pray that you would fill me with your spirit and help me to minister the word to your church tonight, to your flock tonight. And, uh, and God, uh, we thank you for your watch care over us. I pray for those who be in the nursery, Father, fill with thy spirit and just bless there. And be with those that are with us online. We're thankful for that, dear God. And thankful that our prayers are uh, before you, our petitions are there. And you will answer them, dear God, according to your will. We, we look forward uh, to seeing your hand move and direct us in, in all that you have for us. And so, Father, um, I look to you and ask that you'd edify your church tonight by your word and by your spirit and for the glory of Christ. And, Lord, help us to be among those that are looking for your appearing, uh, dear God, and that are remembering that we are indeed pilgrims here. Uh, we're missionaries here while uh, we look for you. And, uh, Lord, we pray and uh, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right. So uh, the Apostle Paul is thankful that Luke, the beloved uh, physician, uh, is uh, with him. And uh, yes, that is Luke, uh, the one who wrote the third gospel, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke. And it is also, he is also the writer of Acts, the book of Acts, uh, which is the New Testament history of the starting of the church and uh, all that the Holy Spirit did uh, in that work there. Uh, we look at, uh, at uh, the author here, and uh, if you've noticed there, the familiarity in uh, the author of Acts, uh, rather Luke, uh, in Acts, in, in Luke 1.3, uh, he's writing the gospel there. He says, many have uh, taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. He goes on in verse 3, it seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of the things uh, wherein thou hast been instructed. So he's writing to uh, Theophilus, uh, a uh, exalted uh, citizen perhaps, and uh, 
Theophilus addressed in Luke 1. Uh, the same in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 1, the former, the former treatise, he, was, he would be referring back to his gospel that he wrote. Uh, Acts is kind of a continuation of that. Uh, the former treatise, have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. And then he'll continue and pick up the history from where he left off uh, uh, fr from the gospel. Uh, so Luke writing, the, of course, the book of Luke and, and uh, the uh, uh, Acts, uh, the history of the, the starting uh, uh, of the church there. Well, we think about Luke as being the author, and uh, we would ask ourselves, well, as we look at our Bible and we read the book of Luke and we read the book of Acts, both are anonymous. Uh, neither letter says within uh, the letter itself who the, who the author is. So where do we get this information uh, that Luke is indeed the author of, uh, of, of the Gospel of Luke, the third Gospel, and, and, and the book of Acts? Well, the early church writers are unanimous. There's no argument on Luke's, on Luke's authorship. That's one thing that we look at. Uh, Irenaeus and Justin Martyr are among those. Uh, both name Luke as the, as the author uh, of uh, both uh, the third gospel and, uh, and the book of Acts. And as we look into the internal evidence of the book of Acts, uh, uh, we find that uh, there's no reason to doubt the unanimous uh, opinion of those and, and writings of those who were a lot closer to it. Of course, uh, Irenaeus was just, uh, he, was, he had heard uh, Polycarp preach and teach, and Polycarp had heard the apostle John preach and teach. Uh, so they were pretty close to the time there, and they were, uh, in their writing, sure that Luke was the author of the third gospel as well as the book uh, of Acts. Uh, there's internal evidence. Uh, uh, we see that as well uh, that uh, supports this uh, conclusion of the early writers. Uh, several times in the book of Acts, the author switches from writing in the third person and he begins using uh, the second person plural, we. Uh, this implies that he was present at several of the specific uh, events being described. And these passages are important in discerning uh, uh, the likely author of this work, as, as we is often used in the book of Acts in reference to uh, the author uh, of Acts uh, in his time with Paul. He shifts from a third person uh, to we. And he is referencing his uh, times when he was with Paul uh, as companions. And so from this we can deduce that Paul would likely make reference to this person in his epistles. Uh, looking some more into this, uh, uh, discerning uh, Luke as the author of both uh, the Gospel and, and the book of Acts, uh, the one Paul is, is referring to here also in Colossians, uh, that uh, we see that the writer uh, of the book of Acts is not an apostle. He's not an apostle. He says and writes in Acts 1.1, the former treatise have I made with Theophilus of all Jesus began both to do and teach. He says until the day was taken up. He says in verse 3, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So he doesn't include himself among, among the apostles there. And being assembled together with them, 
the writer of Acts uh, writes, does not include himself with the apostles, uh, commanded them that they should not depart into Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, uh, ye have heard of me. And a lot of times writers will write in third person, but we have already noted that the author of Acts is one who chooses not to do that all the time. He includes himself uh, d- during the text. So this is, this is why it stands out in the book of Acts. Uh, uh, it is re- so is re- it is revealed in the book of Acts as we look at the we narrative in the book of Acts uh, that the author traveled with Paul uh, during a portion of his missionary journeys. Uh, he, also, uh, he also was with Paul from Caesarea to Rome. Uh, since the author traveled with Paul for a significant portion of Paul's ministry, again, it's likely that Paul would mention him in his letters. While Paul mentions several men, uh, Aristarchus, Tychicus, Timothy, Mark, others. Uh, they are mentioned uh, in, in the book of Acts in the third person uh, and uh, within the text, and so are ruled out as candidates for, for, the, for the authorship of Acts, since, since the author includes himself uh, when he's involved in the traveling and such with the, sec- with, with, with the second person pronoun we. And so of the remaining possibilities, uh, the consensus of early Christians uh, and early writers uh, and, and the internal evidence of the book of Acts uh, p- points to Luke a- a- as the author of, uh, of both uh, of, of those letters. And uh, we can trace Luke's travels with Paul uh, by his we narrative in the book of Acts. Uh, you've studied some, you've probably heard about that. Uh, if you, we pick it up in Acts chapter 16, in Acts chapter 16, uh, the Apostle Paul is, uh, I'll get to that in a minute. The Apostle Paul is on his uh, second uh, missionary journey. And uh, in Acts chapter uh, 16 and verse 7, uh, Luke writes, he says, They were come to Messiah, they, that's Paul's missionary's team, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they, passing by Mycenae, came to Troas. Troas is uh, right on the border of the, uh, the shore of the Aegean Sea there, on the coast of uh, Turkey there. Came, he's, they came to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. So Paul sees a vision there. Uh, he wants to, uh, someone wants help in Macedonia. Uh, verse 10, and after he had seen the vision immediately, what's it say? We, we endeavored to go into Macedonia. So Luke joins Paul at Troas uh, in, on his second missionary journey to go into Macedonia uh, where, uh, where they would go to, to Philippi. Uh, so that loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course. Verse 11, uh, verse 16 of Acts 16 came to pass that we went to prayer. Now he's what? He's in Philippi with the Apostle Paul. And they're going to prayer uh, uh, there in Acts chapter 16 and verse uh, 16. Uh, And uh, so the Apostle Paul and Barnabas and rather Silas uh, are preaching there for a while. And what happens, if you remember, during the second missionary journey, uh, they end up being thrown into prison. And uh, and, uh, uh, they make the uh, they make the uh, rulers who threw them into prison come fetch them out when they find out they were Romans uh, because they weren't supposed to do that in the manner that they did it uh, to Romans. And uh, 
So uh, the Bible says they found out they were Romans in Acts 16.38. The sergeants told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared when they heard they were Romans, and they came and besought them. They begged them now and brought them out and desired them to depart out of the city. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. That's where the church started there uh, in, uh, in, the, in uh, Philippi. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. Now, when they had passed through, what, Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where it was the synagogue of the Jews. What happens? Paul, uh, Luke is no longer with Paul now. It's, it is back to they. He has not left uh, Philippi with them. Uh, so he's not traveling uh, on, on down to Corinth. Uh, and, and then uh, we don't hear from Luke for a while in the book of Acts to where he is, where his whereabouts are. We just know that uh, he was picked up and he, he joins Paul and Troas. They go to, to Philippi. Uh, when they leave uh, to go south uh, uh, to, to Corinth, uh, Luke is not with them. He refers to them as they, they going. Uh, pick it up about uh, four or five years later. Paul's third missionary journey uh, in Acts chapter 20. And uh, the apostle Paul is going back over the churches, which he has started there in Asia Minor and such. Uh, they had the uproar in uh, Ephesus where uh, they were all upset because Paul was preaching against their idols and that's where they made all their money from and uh, that's where they had the big uproar in the theater you know and Aristarchus was one of the ones that was dragged in there uh, with them and the Bible says in Acts 20 and verse 1, And after the uproar was ceased, Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed to, to, uh, for to go into Macedonia. So he's headed back that way. Uh, and when he had gone over those parts and given the month's exhortation, he came in, into Greece. So he leaves Ephesus. He uh, goes into Macedonia, Philippi, Thessalonica, although he goes south uh, 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 to Corinth, that's Greece. And he comes back up north. Uh, he goes to Corinth, uh, Acts 23, and there abode three months. So he stays three months in Corinth. And when the Jews laid wait for him, he was about to sail into Syria. He was going to go across the water there and head back towards Syria. But he hears about a plot. Uh, he, he was going to, he says, when he, he, and when the Jews laid wait for him, he heard about that. He proposed to turn through Macedonia. So he goes back north from Corinth back up to Philippi in that area there uh, and, and Luke continues to write there accompanied him Asia uh, uh, Sopater of Berea and of the Thessalonians Aristarchus he stood with him Secundus Gaius Derby Timotheus of Asia Tychicus and Trophimus these going before tarried for us at Troas so these have come up they have gone through Philippi they've gone over to, to Troas and Luke and, and Paul and maybe some others are going, are going also to go, going to cross the sea to Troas and, and those that have already gone over are waiting for them to come so Luke is picked up again at the end of the third missionary journey uh, by, by the apostle Paul from Philippi you say was, was he there all the time we don't know we just know that he was, uh, he was with Paul from Troas to Philippi he didn't go with Paul from, from Philippi to Corinth and, lay, and he was picked up by, by Paul and Philippi on his third missionary journey four or five years later and goes with him again to Troas. And on, by the way, it seems like he finishes Paul's whole third missionary journey there, even going to prison with him uh, um, uh, after that, take, going across the sea there and such on the boat, the storm. We see that in Acts chapter uh, 20 uh, uh, fall, uh, on down there. Uh, 
Well, look at verse 6. Uh, first of all, Acts 26. And we sailed away from Philippi. That's, that's Luke and Paul and whoever else is with them going to Troas to meet the others. Uh, and then uh, uh, we see that, uh, uh, that Luke, if you follow the we narrative, you'll find that Luke uh, is with the apostle Paul all the way back to, to Jerusalem. Uh, he's with him at Caesarea. He is with him when he goes, uh, uh, you read the, the storm that where the, where the shipwreck was, it's we, it's we, it's we, and uh, so Luke was with him, and all the way uh, uh, back to his, his, uh, his uh, house arrest in Rome, because Colossians here was written from where? When Paul is in house arrest in Rome, and who's with him? Luke. Luke is. So he's gone all the way through. He's been with Paul now uh, since uh, uh, picking him up the second time the, uh, 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 at Philippi there on that third journey. He's been with him now for five years or so and uh, uh, quite, quite a while. So he is named, of, of course, the Apostle Paul and, uh, and, uh, and more ev evidence that uh, he is indeed the, indeed the writer. Uh, he arrives uh, with Paul in Rome. And uh, uh, some have believed that the writing of the book, uh, the book of Luke was written uh, during that time while Paul was imprisoned in Rome. And that would make sense because that's where he ends the narrative uh, when, they, when they get there to Rome. And then he's under that, that, uh, that two-year imprisonment. And that's where the book of Acts ends. So it very well could be that that is a time that Luke uh, uh, wrote, uh, wrote the book of Acts. And uh, Luke is mentioned uh, later in Paul's life also at the end of his ministry, some, uh, some uh, three years later, uh, around 57, 58 AD or so. And Paul uh, uh, is writing his last letter, and he's writing it to Timothy. This time Paul knows he'll not be let free from prison. We believe that he was uh, from the first imprisonment. But he knows he's going to be uh, martyred, and so he's writing to Timothy. And he writes in 2 Timothy 4.11, Only Luke is with me. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he's profitable to me. And we talked about that when we learned about Mark. So Luke is with them, with him to the end. And all those years, and that's, uh, that's, uh, that's quite a blessing uh, that, uh, that God would give him uh, Luke to be with him. Could you imagine? I don't know of anybody who could, who could use a personal uh, physician more than the Apostle Paul. Amen. We think about the things that, that he went through. Uh, and Jesus told him, by the way, uh, you know, Paul, Paul surely struggled with what he had done to Christians before he got saved. And I think the Lord kind of put that on him as kind of a balance. You caused my people to suffer much. But now for me, you're going to suffer much. And as a consolation to his own self, he gladly bore that. He gladly bore that. I think that helped him bear the burden of, of what he'd done. Now he knew those sins were forgiven by Christ. He knew they were forgiven. But we all know that, uh, that God forgives and forgets us ourselves not so much. We have a hard time with that. And... Uh, and it might, might be that what's what God used to kind of help him balance, balance those things out. But uh, Jesus said in, in Acts 9 and 16, I will show him, Paul, how great things he must suffer for my sake. Uh, 
And the Apostle Paul bears witness to that at the end of this journey. He says, he says in Acts 20 and 23, the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide in me. Everywhere I go, they're hunting me. Uh, they're persecuting me. And we read about the list in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 and following. He writes uh, that letter from Macedonia, uh, and he sends that on, on to Corinth. And uh, he, he writes uh, in, in 2 Corinthians 11, 23 and following, they were listening to some other people who were kind of saying, well, Paul, uh, he doesn't really have the authority that, that, he, that, he, that he thinks he has or he says he has, and they were speaking ill of Paul. And Paul uh, addresses it. Uh, they, were, they were believing then and, and believing and receiving what they said foolishly, apparently some of them. And so Paul writes about them. He says in, in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty three, are they ministers of Christ? And he says, I speak as a fool. I wouldn't be speaking like this if you weren't receiving these fools as teachers of the word of God. But, but since you're receiving these fools, I'll speak like a fool for a while and show you why, why you shouldn't be receiving them. He says, he says, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant. In stripes above measure. In prisons more frequent. In deaths off. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. That's a lot of weapons. Uh, he says, and then, by the way, that's just by the Jews. Uh, he says, Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered, suffered shipwreck. That was before the one he wrote about in, in, in the Bible that we read. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen. Uh, he goes on to say, in weariness and painfulness. So, uh, if anybody could use a personal physician, I'm sure it was the Apostle Paul. Uh, and, uh, and so Luke and, and certainly uh, was a faithful friend uh, to how merciful that God would be. But I'm sure that even above that, whatever physical aid uh, Luke was able to give Paul, I'm sure above that his prayers, along with others, uh, were, were more precious to Paul and his spiritual labors, his willingness to travel with him and just be a spiritual uh, you know, a friend and a help in his ministry. And uh, what a blessing uh, uh, Luke is. Now Paul uh, mentions Demas also. He says, Luke, the, the beloved physician, uh, greets you and he says, and Demas, and Demas. Uh, the mention of Demas is rather nondescript, uh, just Demas. I was looking at my files, and some of you might remember about eight years ago, I preached a message on Demas, and it was entitled Demas, the Vanishing Disciple. Uh, I may preach that again, I don't know, but it's, it was about eight years ago. But, uh, but we, we consider Demas, and uh, Paul mentions Demas' letter in, also in his last letter to Timothy during his final imprisonment. We already saw that he mentioned Luke. He said, Luke only is with me. But he has something else to say about Demas. In 2 Timothy 4.10, we read, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed unto Thessalonica. So here Demas, he's, he's forsaken him. He's loved this present world. What's the admonition in 1 John 2.15? Love not the world, neither things that are in the world. If any man love the world, love of the Father is not in him. 
For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is what not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God, what, abideth forever. Demas failed on that one. He, he fell in love with the world. He fell in love with the world. And he departed unto Thessalonica. I was looking at some things about Thessalonica. Uh, very little has been, has been excavated from the site of Thessalonica because the, the city Thessaloniki, I know there's different pronunciations and such, Thessaloniki, Greece, is actually built atop the ruins of Thessalonica or Thessalonica, when you, how you want to pronounce it. It's built on top. There's a city built on top of the ruins now. So it hasn't been excavated like other places. Uh, it's on the, I have a map here. This thing has a pointer somewhere. There, uh, where, there we go. Okay. So here we have Thessalonica is right in there. This is the Aegean Sea. This is a gulf here. Thessalonica sits right in here. Uh, Philippi, or oh, Philippi here. Thessalonica here. It's right. And it has the, uh, the Ignatian Way was a Roman highway it goes all the way across uh, Greece, uh, Turkey here, and Macedonia and such, and, uh, 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 and it goes all the way across here. I think it's some, some 700 miles. So Thessalonica uh, was a booming place. Uh, I remember reading that there was a navy. I can't remember if it was a Grecian navy or something, uh, or, or Roman navy, or a Roman uh, navy that was that was stationed in in, in the bay there for a while, uh, in the city as well. So it certainly would have been a booming place. Uh, a lot of worldly events, no doubt, uh, happening. Uh, it became the capital of a part of Macedonia when it was separated into four different uh, uh, sections later on, but but by the Romans. But it certainly would have been a happening place. And, uh, uh, and a place that one could get caught up uh, in worldly things. Uh, that Ignatian Way, that, that road that, goes, that went across that part of the Roman Empire, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, one, of the, one of the, like other major Roman roads, it was about, uh, about 20 feet wide. In some places it would be paved with large uh, poly, uh, stones, shaped like a polygon, uh, uh, a stone slab, or it would be covered with hard layer of sand. And uh, a lot of travel, a lot of commerce. That's why there was uh, uh, the, the the Jews had some had settled there in Thessalonica. Had had the, had the synagogue and such, all, all the business and such that was there. Uh, but it was a prominent city, bustling commerce. It was comparable to to Ephesus and to Corinth. Uh, and Corinth, by the way, had some worldly things too, didn't it? Remember, one of the sayings about those at Corinth was, if you were if you were a vile person, you were said to you were, you you were to be acting you were acting the Corinthian, and uh, and uh, so uh, city, large cities can seem to attract uh, uh, wickedness and such. And uh, Thessalonica, no doubt, would have had situations like that like that as well. But that is no excuse for Demas. Why is that? Because as believers, we're not forced into those things, are we? The Bible doesn't say that Demas was overcome by the world and, and, and parted to Thessalonica. Now, what does it say? He loved this present world. You see, he made a choice. You see, because the fact is, uh, it was there 
that uh, the, well, we think about Thessalonica, it was there that the gospel was met with hostility, uh, that Paul was driven from the city in just three weeks uh, by certain lewd fellows of the baser sword, Acts 17.5. Uh, and uh, they were after Paul and his, and, and his, uh, and his uh, uh, team, and, but they found him not. They drew Jason and certain brethren under the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are coming hither also. And uh, uh, so they were after Paul. It was interesting that when Luke wrote, These that have turned the, uh, uh, he, he says, uh, in Acts 17.6 they found them not they do Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city the rulers of the city now when Luke wrote the, that word, the rulers of the city there he used the word he used the word uh, I gotta look at the Greek to pronounce uh, politarches politarches and, and that was a word that was not used uh, as, as, uh, as frequently as others in, 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 in Greek literature and some question: Why did uh, why did Luke use the the word uh, politarches for the rulers of the city? And uh, uh, among the little uh, the few excavations that were done in Thessalonica, uh, there was, however, in one of those few excavations, uh, a, uh, uh, a on an arch was inscribed the word uh, politarches, uh, found inscribed on, on, on an arch on an arch uh, in in the city there bearing witness to the, uh, to the accuracy of Luke's writings uh, and his, uh, you know, historically uh, being there and using the word that they used and even inscribed in, the, uh, in, in their building, at least that one that was excavated, using that word. And so our Bible, uh, the more archaeologists reveal, uh, the more our Bible is, is, is seen as true, amen, and, uh, and, 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 the, and those facts bear out. But Demas has no excuse just because Thessalonica might have been wicked in some places. Why is that? Because he was a Christian. He has the Spirit of God to help him overcome. And by the way, he loved this present world. That was a choice he made. Because, you see, it is also a, te it is, it is also a testimony, this, this city here, to the power of the gospel, because it was there, what? That the church of Thessalonica was planted. And by the way, what does the Bible say about that church in that wicked place? Paul says, you were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. So here's a church in the midst of it all. And what? They became in samples. Corinth didn't do so well. We know about that. Uh, uh, they didn't fare so well. Uh, it took a while for, for them to get things straightened out. But Thessalonica... They became examples for those and for others. Paul goes on to say, For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith the God would have spread abroad, so that we need not speak anything. And so that was a, a wonderful testimony. Demas didn't leave because he over, was overpowered by sin. He left because he didn't set his affection on things above. Uh, he left because he allowed his heart to be deceived and distracted. He left because he allowed his mind to be focused on the temporal pleasures of life rather than in eternity and eternal things. Uh, that didn't have to be. That didn't have to be. Remember the earlier friend of Paul that we looked at 
Aristarchus. He was the one where we, where we learned the point how friends endure with one another. Remember where Aristarchus was from? He was from Thessalonica. You see, Demas had, had one side by side with him uh, there uh, who was faithful, who endured, who himself was from Thessalonica. He didn't fall in love with this present world. And he didn't have any more power in himself uh, than Demas did. He, Demas just failed to lean on the same power that Aristarchus had. And, uh, and Aristarchus was, 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 was faithful, was faithful. You see, God wants us to keep our eyes on eternity, amen? By the way, that's an indication that what? We need to pray for our Christian friends, amen? Because why is that? He that thinketh he standeth what? Take heed lest he fall. Anybody can fall. Anybody can be a Demas, you see. Anybody can be a vanishing disciple. We served at one point, but now we're not just not serving anymore. And uh, going, away, going, going, going the way of the world, got to look at, at things, at things eternal. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at what? The things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You see, we have to focus our eyes on eternity. You see, our default is not God's will. Our default is not the word of God. What is programmed in us is the old nature. But thank God, we have been indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God. And in our will, at any time we desire, we can call upon God. We can, we can yield to His Spirit as we call upon His name. But it involves our will. It doesn't happen. You see, we can do fleshly things without thinking much about them. Because <laughs> that's our default. But we, but we, we purposely, and we, and we, uh, we, we, we trust the Lord with our heart, with our faith, as we read the Word. It's a decision that we make, and Demas, uh, Demas failed to do that. Hebrews eleven three about the Hebrew heroes of faith. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, uh, but having seen them afar off. They were persuaded of them, embraced them, and confessed them. See, they embraced them. The promises just didn't fall upon them. They learned them and, and held on to them by faith. They looked forward to them. They embraced them. The writer of Hebrews goes on, And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. If they allowed their, if all they ever thought about was where they came from, the life that they had before Christ, where might they have ended up? right back there right back there but they didn't do that they didn't do that they weren't mindful of that they didn't allow their minds to be full of that they filled their minds with the word of God that the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom knowledge and spiritual understanding they were mindful uh, of the word of God mindful of the things that God had for them when we believers forsake the way of the Lord to pursue the things of the world it's not because they have been when a believer does that it's not because they've been conquered by sin it's because they have been courting sin it's because they have been courting sin you see Demas loved 
this present world. The devil, the flesh is trying to woo us all the time uh, away from God's will. And uh, the question is, are we going to involve ourselves in a courting relationship with the flesh? No, we are what? We are the Lord's. Uh, We are his bride and we are uh, married to him now. And, uh, and he is the one uh, that we love. And he is the one that we are to be faithful to. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Exhort us, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, what, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. See, the world is trying to conform you and me. Just as the world was trying to conform Demas. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed. That's, that, 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 that involves a going against the grain. That's not something that happens by accident. Be ye transformed what? Uh, by the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? Fill your mind with the word of God. Fill your mind with the word of God. By the reading of your mind, you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Find out what the will of God is, and then you test everything. That's not God's will. I'm not going to do that. That wouldn't be a sin. I'm not going to do that. I shouldn't go there. That wouldn't, no good would come of that. As we fill our mind with the word of God. And why? Because of eternity. We have our eyes on eternal things. They're greater than than temporal things we're living to hear what well done thou good and faithful servant aren't we and we understand that we sing that song what it will be worth it all those who walked in faith really believe that and you know what if we don't really believe that we'll likely wind up a Demas rather than an Aristarchus or an Apostle Paul or a Luke and we have to keep our eyes on the Lord, amen, looking for his return and, and serving him in whatever way he leads and guides us as, as we look uh, for him to return. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word tonight. And It's so sad when we see Luke and Demas, the names side by side in the account, And yet we see the different directions that they went. Father, we understand from your word that is not what you desire and what you have for any believer. And it doesn't have to happen. And Lord God, none of us in our own strength uh, are are exempt from that threat. Uh, Lord, we could, any of us, uh, in a moment of pride, in a moment of weakness, in a moment of turning away from you, can can fall in some manner, and 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 and, and Lord, just be drawn away. And Lord, I thank you that you love us. Uh, no doubt, with Demas, you had been drawing him in many ways. Uh, no doubt, you had been working with him. Uh, Lord, you pursue those of yours who run away from you even as you did Jonah and I have no doubt that even as the apostle Paul was trying to run for the moving of your spirit and you mentioned that to him when you revealed yourself to him on the road to Damascus 
how it was hard for him inside to do that because you knew what you were doing in his heart. You knew the people that you were leading to draw him to you. And no doubt, Lord, your heart uh, is broken, uh, was broken over Demas. Father, I pray that we would not break your heart in that manner. And Lord, in so doing, we pierce our own selves through with many sorrows, your word tells us. But help us, Lord, not to be among those that depart, but among those that are, that are faithful laborers, faithful prayers, faithful uh, endurers, as we've read of the other friends of the Apostle Paul in this particular account. And Father, we thank you, we praise you, and our hope is in thee uh, for those things. And, and Lord, we pray and ask it in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen.